can be the best. You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk to God, go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. You can move a mountain. You can break rocks. You can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you gon' find yourself. Straight through hell with a smile. You could be the hero. You could get the gold. Breaking all the records that I never could be broke. Yeah, do it for your people. Do it for your pride. And you're never gonna know if you never even try. Do it for your country. Do it for your name. Cause there's gonna be a day when you're standing in the hall of fame. Broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey, it's the Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. To participate, tweet us at AC Fantasy Sports or send us an email at info at acfantasysports.com. Now, let's get to the show. Nick, you could be a champion. You could be a champion, Nick. Sing it, boys. Be students, be teachers, be politicians, be preachers. Be believers, be leaders. For those of you celebrating a fantasy championship a week early like Nick and I are, congratulations for those of you going into championship week on this week 16, the final meaningful fantasy week of the 2020 NFL season. We wish you instant luck, and we hope this podcast, along with uh, Nick's amazing gambling wisdom, will give you some money before Christmas or on Christmas or after Christmas or right after Christmas, something along those lines. How you doing, Nick? How how was Week 16 uh, already treating you? Well, just getting to work here. It's a little early in the week, as you know. It's Christmas week, so we're. Uh, oh, you're. I I didn't know that. You're kidding me. Yeah, we're we're we're, uh, we're hitting the. Uh, we're going to be hitting the books as hard as ever. I mean, I, I, I don't take any Christmas vacation. I, I know you don't either. But uh, a little early in the week, we're just getting our work started. So I, I think the folks who follow us on a weekly basis will get to hear a little bit more of the sausage being made maybe than they're used to. As we, uh, as we crank I don't have probably as deep. I don't have as deep of dives on games as I normally would by the time we record on Thursday or even later on in the week sometimes. But uh, – this reminds me of uh, – early look at this week reminds me of a very famous uh, fish concert. Hmm. If you are a fan of the uh, rock and roll band Fish. What is this band be, you speak of? I don't know that I recall You, uh, you might knowing be uh, anything familiar about with uh, the nickname given to May 7th, 1994 at the Bomb Factory. Oh, that would be the Tweezer uh, Fest. Correct? Right, but instead of Tweezer Fest, we've got Teaser Fest. Teaser Fest. <laughs> in week 16, we're going to be playing some teasers. We're going to be playing some teasers, folks. All right, well, let's uh, let's get right into it. Like we said, Christmas week, lots of action. Nick and I are celebrating a fantasy championship because we have already clinched the title uh, at, because we play knockdown leagues like real men, not this uh, nonsense uh, uh 
playoff system. <laughs> playoff format, right? That you people. Where it all comes down to luck. <clears throat> exactly. So we have. You go we up against Kyler Murray and you're out. You know, no matter how good your team. And, is. and look, folks, yeah. if you want to know why you should listen to Nick and I and why our opinion is valuable for you, I will start by saying this: Dalvin Cook, pick number one. Devontae Adams, pick number two. Travis Kelsey, pick number three. Jonathan Taylor, pick number four. Keenan Allen, was that number five? No, I think we went A.J. Brown, right? A.J. Brown, that's right. A.J. Brown, pick number five. Keenan Allen, pick number six? Yep, and then Diggs. Stephon Diggs, pick number seven. <laughs> Josh Allen, pick Josh number Allen eight. Allen as our quarterback. Matt Ryan, pick number nine. Justin Tucker, pick number ten. And the, that, folks, delivered us a fantasy championship a week early in a tough year for first-round picks. We nailed it. We just nailed it with Adams and, uh, and of course, uh, Dalvin Cook. And, and what was interesting about that was, I think if you recall, in that, in that league specifically, Travis Henry was drafted ahead of Dalvin Cook, so Cook fell to us. Uh, we were, we were going to take Travis Henry. Um, yeah, I think we would have seven. been okay with Trav- with uh, Derrick Henry this year. Though. Derrick I mean, Henry. He's leading Travis the Henry. <laughs> I'm bringing back the memory of my favorite uh, f- uh, my favorite pro creator, Travis Henry, and his nine children. Second favorite. Second now. favorite, yes. Cromartie's kids has certainly taken a Now that we have Cromartie. Yes, this, this man is the most legendary pro creator since Ramses the Great. I mean, the guy had twins after a vasectomy. Okay, Ramsey's didn't have a vasectomy. Um, All right, folks, let's move right into it. Friday action in week 16, championship week. Christmas. Christmas night. The Vikings. I got to tell you, I I cannot stand Christmas Eve football games. I can't stand them on Christmas Eve because that's kind of when we have the party. Yes, but Christmas night is an entirely different story. It's the best football. The best. 4.30 p.m. too. I wish there was more. I want more. I got to get to my mother-in-law's by 4.30, but don't worry. I'm, I'm sleeping over there, so it's fine. I just got to get there by 4.30. Uh, all right, good game. I mean, this isn't terrible. Uh, no, at least Viking there's a lot Saints. of fantasy players involved. Absolutely. So Justin Jefferson, fantasy animal. Yeah, you're, you got to be loving this game. He's a league winner. Uh, by the way, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, ranked 3 and 4 this week, according to Fantasy Guru. And Derrick Henry won. Devontae Adams, number 1. Stefan Diggs, number 3. Uh, Justin Jefferson, number uh, four. So he was clearly the pick. A.J. Brown, number nine. Not to brag. Yeah, so I, uh, I'm looking at this number. I got sevens all over the place. The Saints laying seven at home against the Vikings. Uh, I would probably like it, but... I mean, I should say, I would probably like it, like, around six. I definitely don't want to lay a full touchdown. I'm not sure, like, the the Saints cover, or they didn't cover, they, they pushed against the Chiefs, but they really didn't look good. Drew Brees looks like he's having a hard time throwing the ball. Six Thomas broken ribs might not be the most comfortable thing in the world. Yeah, yeah, but I also don't know where this um, Minnesota team is at right now after Six losing and eight. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky. So uh, this is where we start our teaser fest, and I'm going to tease the Saints down from seven and get them at minus one. There you go. Start the teaser fest. Wait, wait, wait. Start the teaser fest. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We got to. 
If, if, if Nick had uh, prepped me, right? <laughs> right. If he had came, prepped me, it wasn't something I was really. Uh, then I, then I, then I could have gotten a lot of games. You know, then I could, like I, I could have gotten right into it. So now, say that again, Nick. Start the. Go ahead. Start the. What is it? Teaser fest. Totally got the wrong spot. How about now? Start the what, Nick? Start the teaser fest. All right, that worked. All right. Uh, <laughs> start the teaser <laughs> fest. You didn't hear it, but the first one was a dud. Second one worked a little bit better. Uh, I'll hear it on the replay. Yes, you will. Let's move on to the Saturday games. The 9-5 and five Buccaneers take on the 5-9 and nine Lions, who will be coached by entirely new people next year. And run by entirely new people next year. And the question I have for you, Nick, is will it matter at all? Will it matter uh, Well, at I all? believe the name on the jersey is Detroit Lions. So uh, it hasn't mattered ever. Uh, so I'm going to stick with that. Fair enough. Um, I, yeah, I think the Buccaneers is... get it done here. I like the Bucks big time in this game. Yeah, they're laying a lot of points, though. I mean, they're laying them. I can get minus. I guess I can get a minus nine. All right, well, we're going to tease we're going to tease a 7-point teaser. Put this in the basket. We're going to tease the Bucks down to minus 2 in a 7-point teaser. 7-point so we'll teaser. We got a 6-point starter with the Saints and we got a 7-point starter with the Bucks. I'm keeping notes on all this stuff so we'll be able to review it uh at some point. But yeah, I'm not laying minus 9 with the Bucks. They were down Not on the road. 21 against the Falcons? Yeah, not on the road. Lions might just be playing to have fun now that the pressure's off. So I don't well, like those games. They were playing pretty well, actually. I mean, they yeah. were playing okay after Patricia got fired. Stafford played last week. I mean, the ghost of Kenny Galladay, is, is he ever been seen? Or is he just done for the year? I, mean, I don't understand. Draftable. He's part of my, my future undraftable De list. Uh, DeAndre Swift looks pretty good, though, right? Def up I will not numbers. draft. I will not draft Detroit Lions running backs, Nick. Never have, never will. Uh, let's move on to the Niners and Cardinals. Five and Niners versus the eight and six Cardinals. <sighs> um, Cardinals still hunting for a playoff spot. Niners obviously not. Division matchup in Arizona. I uh, gotta like the Cardinals a lot here. Yeah, this line opened up at three, and boy, do I wish I could have gotten three. Because what's it at now? Five. Yeah, it's four and a half yep. and fives. Yep. So. I really don't like what I've seen out of the Niners. I mean, the Cowboys are not a good football team. I do like Brandon Ayuk, though. Brandon Ayuk yes. has been very impressive. Yes, I do like Brandon Ayuk. How do you feel if you're the um, Philadelphia Eagles and you drafted Jalen Rager? <clears throat> not good. Not good. No. Hot good way to put it. Walter. Yeah, this is just one of those where I missed the number I wanted with the minus three. And now I'm going to be reluctant to lay four and a half, probably. Yeah, Cardinals aren't blowing people oh, out of the water. Is, so this is a standalone game. So it's going to be Saturday hard for me after to Christmas, you never know. Yeah, I just don't like the Niners' offense. I don't feel very comfortable with yeah. them. but they're. You know. I might go grab this minus four and a half from the Cardinals and just lay it. I, I certainly can't take the Niners after what I've seen the last couple of weeks. No, that's for certain. 
Um, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, all your usual suspects are, are in the mix here, especially when it comes to uh, the Cardinals. Ayuk, as I mentioned, is having, I think, five straight games of more than double-digit production fantasy, which is pretty impressive. Uh, Kyler Murray put up 40 points plus last week in most standard scoring systems. And DeAndre Hopkins, just God almighty, what the hell are those guys' hands made of, Nick? How did he catch oh that ball? Oh, my gosh, that catch. <laughs> we were playing against him. What is he uh, manifested out of out of the air? And it just like how it stuck to that hand. And I, I was looking at it from every angle I could. Th- I'm like, there's no way. And the ball didn't move a, a centimeter in, in a guy's hand. It was unbelievable. Truly remarkable. I mean, just a re- <sighs> really. Uh, what else can but you how's say? How's David? Jo- well, how's David Johnson doing down in, in Houston? But yeah, nine catches last week, David Johnson. Oh, did he have eleven? Or eleven? Yeah. There you yeah. Go. Yeah, so he's playing yeah. this week. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I'd still still give me D Hop over uh, David Johnson any day. Yeah, no question. Um, all right, Dolphins nine and five, and by the way, Niners uh, running back situation. Jeff Wilson's getting half carries. Mostert's back in the mix. Just stay away. Uh, Dolphins nine and five. Raiders seven and seven. Last game in Vegas for the year. Can't wait to see that stadium with fans, Nick. Can't you? I mean, that place. Uh, I know. Just... I, I can't wait till the Packers play out there. Uh, I hope I can get go out, out there. And, uh, Get out there, yeah. Try to score some uh, tickets. Yeah, this is just, I mean, I, I'm in love with this line. If it's, uh, I can get a two and a half right now. Dolphins minus two and a half. I'm going to bet it right now before it's gone. Um, I don't get it. I, the Raiders have just looked terrible to me. Um, Dolphins really, I thought, played great against New England. I mean, you know, Nobody. We talked about it last week. I mean, nobody had more of an advantage against this Dolphins team than Belichick uh, going into that game. Vegas was scared to death of them, and the Dolphins they covered, they covered easily, and they actually had some bad luck and still got it done. So hmm. I look for the Dolphins to, and, and they're in must win right here. And you got the Raiders who are just on an absolute slide. I I think they're out of the playoffs now, right? So they have a little dream crusher situation. With that Chargers game, right? Yep. And uh, you got guys like Waller, who's just playing out of his mind, going to be the second tight end drafted next year, uh, more than likely. Um, you know, but the Raiders, I think yeah, they got, got a Marcus lot of work. Mariota. Right? Mariota's playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. so. I mean, he looked like Marcus Mariota. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I'm certainly not afraid of him. No, he was okay. He could move the ball. You know, he's. he's uh, He's a very high-end backup quarterback and a very low-end starting quarterback. It's probably the best way to put him. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure you want a lot of pieces here of guys, but uh, no. I really do like Miami to win this game. That's who I would have signed if I were Miami in the offseason is Marietta to teach Tua Tunga Vialoa. Um, all right, five and nine Giants versus the nine and five Ravens. Somehow the Giants are going for the division lead. With this uh, game, well, I think they would need Washington they need help. to lose. Yeah, yeah, they need help. But, and they'd also uh, need a miracle to beat this Ravens team. Yeah, that's true. But uh, we we have seen miracles. The Giants did beat a Seahawks team that I thought they would need a miracle to beat. So maybe it's something against bird teams. Um, but this game is in Baltimore Sunday after Christmas. Oh, I wouldn't want to be betting on the Giants. That's all I could tell you. Yeah, even if the spread is plus 11. Yeah, even if the spread is plus McCoy. Let me see. You got um, 
see my numbers real quick. I usually do this ahead of time, but coming off a short. I mean, week. I had this game around. I had this game around nine and a half. So ten's a pretty key number. I mean, if I could get a, if I can get ten and a half, eleven, I, I might lean towards the Giants here. But I definitely have to look a little bit more into the quarterback situation uh, and what that means because, uh, yeah, the Giants did not look good last week. So and the Ravens do seem like they have uh, their swagger back. Also, a tremendous coaching edge from a going from a rookie head coach to a guy like Harbaugh. Uh, and it's clear the Ravens are the bullies of the NFL, where if they're playing a bad team, they throw 40 on you. Um, the Seahawks kind of like to do that too, but the Ravens don't mind covering a spread by a lot. So uh, more, more work to be done here for this one. Yeah, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, there's a lot of moving parts with with these teams um, and, and not a lot of guys you can really trust. I think on the high end, um, uh, you know, from a running back standpoint, like Dobbins we've got is the 14th ranked guy on FantasyPoints.com this week. So, um, you know, starting to emerge a little bit, but still hard to really trust. Uh, Jackson we do have as the fourth ranked quarterback for what it is worth. Let's move to the 3-10-1 Bengals coming off the major upset of the Pittsburgh Steelers against the 4-10 Texans coming off a 4-10 season so far. What else do you say to that? Um, Nick, anything uh, you want to? Well, I'm completely shocked with the Bengals' um, performance. Stunned is is a better word. And, and, you know, it's really hard in these situations because it's like how much do you upgrade a team after a win like that, is it just a matter of, well, something different with the team or that you expect to go forward? Or was that a one-time thing that you don't expect to see again? And what what's your opinion of that win against Pittsburgh? Uh, like a one-time thing and we're still looking at the worst team in football or, or do you upgrade them? A lot no, I don't upgrade them at all. I think Pittsburgh is really in a funk and, and I just I don't even know how that happened. I don't know how that happened other than uh, Uncle Vinny called in a favor because 90% of the money was on Pittsburgh, maybe even more. Because the spread is eight and a half. And I do kind of like the Texans here, but I don't want to lay eight and a half. So we're going to tease it. And this is a uh, good spot for another for that six point teaser. So we're going to tease uh, the Texans with the Saints. And bring it down from eight and a half to minus two and a half. Yeah, I think that Texas makes... Texas by a field goal. I like that. I, I think that makes total sense. Um, all right, so let's see what else we got here. Moving on uh, to the Bears and the Jaguars. By the way, David Johnson did reemerge in that game, and Gio Bernard had a great game, and, and T. Higgins still catches the ball occasionally. I won an overbet on Ryan Finley's rushing yards of nine because he's been averaging 19 a game, and I felt like that low number was low. And lo and behold, Ryan Finley broke a 24-yard touchdown run. Uh, Bears, 7-7 seven and seven against the Jaguars, 1-13. The last hope for the New York Jets, in my opinion, uh, is this home game against the 7-7 seven and seven going nowhere Bears. And Gardner Minshew deciding he wants to stay in Jacksonville. Because Sam Darnold decided he wanted to stay in New well, York. Well, it's not – I don't think Gardner Minshew – I mean, that that's a nice handicap on this game, and, but I don't think your savior is Gar, Gardner Minshew. Your savior 
is Mitch Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky. <laughs> that's, that's your savior. Uh, and we're looking for like a three interception game out of Mitch to deliver uh, the uh, the Golden Boy to New York. Um, I'm taking the Jaguars plus seven and a half to possibly upset the Bears. And let's get it done for the Jets. Can you even imagine? What a swing of emotions in a single week. Poor Sammy Darnold. Uh, and it's I don't know how much you want to talk about what happened with the Jets, but like the thing that nah, it doesn't is surprise almost, me. They're the Jets. Why would the, it surprise you? The hardest you? part, though, is now you're in a situation where, and this is uh, Colin Kelher was talking about this yesterday on his show, and I think all Jet fans felt this at the same time, which was, what do we do? Like, do you think there's any guarantee that Justin Fields is better than Sam Darnold? No. Are you kidding? You can't Donald take 20, him. He's 23 years old. You can't take him. Like he's never had a good coach. No, you have he's to build around them and start with a new staff and hope that and the Ryan Tannehill get, effect happens. You're going to be able to get so many draft picks if you trade out sure. of that spot. And you already have two number ones for two straight years. And it, uh, actually, like, you're just going to be able to rebuild that team. The, the key is, can you get Darnold locked up long-term cheap? Because you can win with a guy like Darnold if you build around him. Yeah. If if you're not paying him forty million a year, like that's that's the thing. So, Correct. Good luck with it, but it, I'll tell you what'll be a lot better if you just get this Jaguars win on, on Sunday. Yeah. That, that's uh, like I said. I, I think the only thing that really made me comfortable was the fact that. Um, at least it wasn't going to be a situation where Belly did it to me at the last week of the season because you knew that yeah, was coming. Yeah, that was coming. Yeah. That was coming. With them being knocked out, I was just staring that down, and now that I don't think coming. that matters to him. I don't think he's going to be thinking that way. No. So, <clears throat> um, all right, uh, move on to the uh, Falcons, 4-10 and 10 against the Chiefs, 13-1. and 1. Chiefs going for everything. Uh, do they have it all clinched already, or theoretically they could still? Uh, do they have the one clinched? Well, now that the Steelers have three losses, so do the Bills, and there's two games left. I, I don't know. No. I'm not sure. No, so technically if they lose the next two and the Bills win well, the next the two. They beat the Bills head-to-head, so they they've did. got the tiebreaker so with the Bills. That. So, okay, but the Chiefs are still sure. playing. Chiefs are still playing ball this week. We we could I think we could safely assume Chiefs are still playing ball this week. Would you? I saw a great stat. Uh, first team in history to win six straight games by seven or less points. The Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that is interesting. They are not covering football games. Um, the spread here is ten and a half. I would have made it ten and a half, so it is just on the number for me. Um, I could I see an eleven out there if I like the Falcons and I just feel like there's something with the Chiefs that they're just not covering these games. So I, I'm either taking the eleven with the Falcons or um, probably passing the game because I how can you take the Chiefs? They're just not they're not covering at all. They should have beaten the Saints. You watch that game. They should beat them by four touchdowns. Right. And they won by three. It's just they're they're. Yeah, I mean, they're clearly the best team in the NFL. I'm not arguing that. I just say when it comes down to covering spreads of 11, I don't know why they seem to uh, 
they seem to stall when they just there shouldn't be anything but and also, you know, they lost Clyde Edwards Hilaire, and Le'Veon Bell does not look good to me. So no. it looks like he did with the Jets, old and slow. I mean, I mean Mahomes is the best player and he's got the best tight end and he's got one of the best five receivers. But is it enough week in, week out to win by double digits? I, you know, it doesn't seem like it. No. I'm looking forward to that Bills uh Chiefs rematch in the AFC championship if that if that happens, because uh I just think that those two teams are both uh, – they could both, both let sparks fly. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Those are teams that I think uh, very, very equally matched in a lot of ways. Um, all right, let's move on to the Browns against the Jets. 10-4 and four Browns, 1-13 and 13 Jets. Uh, I expect a big letdown for the Jets now that they got that win. I think the Browns uh, – are just a better football team in every respect and and will not uh, have a letdown week, in my opinion. All right, so the Browns are laying eight and a half. Okay. Tease it down. Six. We're going to open up another six-point teaser, take the Browns down to minus two and a half. Browns by a field goal. I like it. Yeah, they can't afford to lose this game. No. And the Jets played out of their minds, but I don't think that's going to last. So, Well, the Jets played out of their minds, but let's face it, man. How bad did golf look in that game? Yeah, awful. Awful. Absolutely Just awful. Just absolutely awful. So I don't know if he had the flu or what, but something was off with him. What's wrong, man? You got uh, the flu. He got the Wuhan flu. The Wuhan flu. What a line. Have you heard that song by uh, Sasha Baron Cohen? No. Did, did you see this routine that he did? It's one of the funniest things he ever did, if not the funniest thing. He found some, like, you know, for lack of a better term, like redneck festival or something where, sure. you know, it was all Trump supporters, you know? And he got up and he, he started singing this, you know, like, uh, he had a full bluegrass band with him. And he starts playing the guitar and say, you know, he does those, like, songs or whatever. Sing along type songs, mm-hmm. and he's got this. He's like something like, "Oh, oh, what you gonna do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu? Oh, Doctor Felci, what you wanna do? Inject him with the Wuhan flu?" And he gets the whole crowd singing. It's catchy, <laughs> and, they're all, and they're all singing it again. He's like, he's like, "All right, everybody, the media, the uh, yeah, oh, oh, the journalists, 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 what we gonna do?" Chop them up like the Saudis do. He's <laughs> got like there's hundreds of people singing along at this event. It's like Trump rally. Yeah, it seems about right, doesn't it? <laughs> journalist, journalist, what are you gonna do? Chop them up like the Saudis do. It's it's on YouTube. It's freaking hilarious. But it's just amazing. You get a guy with a guitar and a <sighs> microphone, and you can get people to say anything. Anything. You can get people to say anything, I think, is I the know. is the overriding. <laughs> All right, back to football. It's the overriding theme on anything, right? You can get what people to say anything. I got the Colts 10-4 and four against the Steelers 11-3. and three. Steelers are really neck. They can't do anything against anybody. The Colts need this game. It's in Pittsburgh. What does Atlantic City say? 
Atlantic City says this is game of the week stuff right here. Game I mean, of the Colts. Week. The Colts can't. Uh, they can't let this game slip. They got a chance to win the division, especially with the Titans playing in Green Bay this week. They got a chance to go a game up. So I really like the Colts, but man, there's been a big adjustment. Uh, the Colts were getting three in this game, and now after what the Steelers did, the line has sort of flipped. Uh, and I'm seeing, like, now the Colts laying a point and a half. Hmm. So, you pretty much need the Colts to win. Um, man, this is a game I'm going to do a very deep dive on at some point. But uh, Earl, initial thoughts, I mean, I guess I, I like the Colts only because of what I just saw last night, but I hate to overreact to what I've just seen. But, man, the Steelers seem like they are – Really spiraling. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they do. The Colts have just gone on the road and, and played well. Uh, lesser opponents. But I kind of like the way the Colts are playing right now. They've got multiple receivers that are getting involved. Obviously, they finally gave it to Jonathan Taylor 20 times a game, which I think is the key to their success. And they have been playing defense as, as well as anyone, really, when it comes down to it, of these top teams. You know, maybe not as well as the Steelers, but they've been playing pretty good defense. Big Ben just looks – does he have the look of a shot fighter? I mean, if you can't go win that Bengals game, then I don't know. It's just hard for me to back you the following week, but those are sometimes the best bets to make when you have to – That's a good point. Go back the next week and, and fire away again. So, you know, right, right now I would say we into the Colts, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. All right. Uh, division matchup, uh, including a couple of teams that I think are one is pretty sure they've got their QB of the future. The other, I think, is trying to be convinced that it does. But the Broncos five and nine against the Chargers five and nine and Justin A. Bear. And I don't care if you call him Herbert, folks. I'm not. He's Justin A. Bear. He's that good. He's Justin A. Bear. Uh, he'd be if he was a bum, he'd be a Herbert. Um, and Drew Locke, who's got a great football name, and I'm, I, I, I like, I like, you know what I mean? I, he's just, he's got to convince me that he can be the guy every week, and and I haven't seen that, but he's, you know, young. Both of these teams have a lot of Jekyll and Hyde in them, where I just don't know who's going to show up each week. I mean, the Broncos, they play the Chiefs to within a touchdown but then they go get their arses whooped to the bills and at home tough for me to really back either of these teams with my money i actually like the chargers when they're like a three-point road dog or a three-point dog in general because uh, I, I like them losing close games or being in close games sure I, I don't like them laying three and a half and that's where they're at in this game so if anything, I would probably take the Denver Broncos, who have already beat the Chargers this year, when the Chargers were playing much better than they are now. Um, but really, do I feel comfortable investing my money in either of these teams? I just I see Denver as being a slightly worse team than the Chargers, but not three and a half. That just seems, and I like taking three and a half. So yeah, last I checked, Chargers have a history of not closing. And just losing these close games, yeah. Right. So if, if you like Broncos money line, maybe a little bit, or, or, or you know, I mean, I don't tend to play the money line when I'm getting three and a half because I just love that. I, I think three is the most important number, and if I can get three and a half, I, I tend to 
like that number. So three at this point, is the I haven't bet it yet, number. but I am uh, strongly to the Chargers and the three and a half. Strongly, Nick says. Strongly into it. All right. Yeah, usually on Tuesdays, I mean, I, by now I've only maybe bet one or two games this early in the week, and then I usually do most of my betting, you know, Thursday. Makes once sense. Once I have more information. Okay. Uh, let's move on to the four and ten Panthers, the Ron Rivera revenge game against the six and eight football team. Um, you know, I think the Panthers just fired their general manager, looking to make some changes, give Matt Rule some more power. Has taken positive steps, but the wins haven't been there, and uh, a lot of decisions going to be have to be made. Again, pieces they've got pieces. Obviously, the McCaffrey injury, everybody knows that, but um, you know, I, I think they got to focus on the offensive line. Their defense is in shambles. Uh, a lot of work to be done in Carolina there. Yeah. But, you know, losing Christian McCaffrey is a killer. I mean, the offense just ran through that guy. And they think they were starting the year with pretty much an entirely new set of guys on that defense. So, again, I mean, I, I, would, I thought they played very good early in the season. And now as we get later in the season, they just don't seem to be uh, winning games. Uh, I do see this game as being very even. I mean, even though you have, like, the Washington football team in first place and about to win a division, I'm not sure how much better they are than the Carolina Panthers. Uh, I think Atlantic City agrees with me. I mean, I can get the skins minus two. So, then they're at home. So, I mean, you're pretty much saying if one point for home field advantage that these teams are one point apart away from each other. I don't know. What did you, you like? Did you like anything you saw out of Haskins last week? Would no. you lay the two points here with the skins at home in a, in a game to to win the NFC East? Potentially, Dude, he was caught at a strip club the day after the game, making it rain without a mask. Oh, are you kidding me? No. What? <laughs> yeah. What poor judgment? You think? Well, you can get Carolina plus two and a half. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I would tend to say wait for the three. I like it. Uh, I like how Nick take... thinks. He hears some information. <laughs> he knows how to make use of it. Well, listen, <laughs> you know, in light of that information. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for that Carolina plus two to get bet up to plus three, and then I will uh, fire away. Okay. I think that's totally fair, don't you? I do. All right, let's uh, move along, as they say, to the Eagles-Cowboys matchup. Four nine and one Eagles, five and nine Cowboys. Eagles fighting for their life, if they have any life. Um, it all ends with a Washington win this week for the Eagles. So we'll see what happens here. But uh, Jalen Hurts playing pretty well. Yeah, I would say playing great. The guy threw for over three hundred yards, um, and has brought new life to that Philly team. Uh, Dallas, on the other hand, has won a couple of games in a row, too. So, it's, what, Dallas is plus two and a half at home? Again, I, you know, I'd probably, I'd really not want to uh, bet the Cowboys a anymore. I, I think I would just lay the two with the Eagles here. I, I think the Jalen Hurts has revitalized that team a little bit. And I like what I see. I mean, obviously, they beat the Saints. And then they gave Arizona. They didn't cover against Arizona. They lost by a touchdown. But they gave Arizona a, a real puncher's uh, matchup. And 
that Arizona team is playing like they were five weeks ago before Murray was hurt. That's a pretty good Cardinals team right now who's heading to the playoffs. So Cowboys beating up on some bad teams, beating up on the Bengals and that Niners team. That's a mess. So probably lay it, probably lay the two with the Eagles here. That makes sense to me. Um, Rams Seahawks another divisional game. Rams coming off that horrendous loss nine and five against the Seahawks ten and four in Seattle. I love the Seahawks here, but that's why I think the Rams are a sneaky play. Sneaky. You know, I probably have been higher on the Rams all season and lower on the Seahawks all season. Uh, the Seahawks they barely beaten the Redskins last week. I don't know if you caught that game, but. 12 points in the fourth quarter for the Redskins, and they had the ball with the chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter by the Seahawks just doing nothing offensively. Uh, so great game. Division on the line. I probably have to do a deeper dive. I mean, right now you can get the Seahawks at minus one. So I, I would have said last week before I saw golf, I would have bet the Rams in this game. I like the Rams to win this game a week ago. After watching whatever happened with golf against the Jets, I would be nervous to put my money on him again. So I probably have to just take a, another look at this game and, and see what they're saying. If there's something wrong with golf, I mean, you know, Russell Wilson wins games like this. So it would take a lot for me to have the confidence to bet golf over, over Russell Wilson in this game. Yeah. I, but I, I want to look at maybe some past matchups between Carroll and McVay and, and do a little bit of a deeper dive. All right. So Sunday night game, Titans 10-4 against the Packers, 11-3 in Lambeau. This is a great game, Nick. Uh, I, I'm really most fascinated to see how the Packers' defense can contain Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah, you're excited to see that, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> By... Uh, you're suggesting that you don't think that they can. I haven't seen anyone do it yet, <laughs> so I would like <laughs> the to Browns see. did actually. Yeah, the Browns, yeah, the did. Browns did. Uh, yeah. So over under a fifty-six. They're expecting the points to fly in this game. Opened up the Packers minus four and a half in that Vegas zone. I can see some Packers minus three, minus one twenties out there. Um. You know I'm a Packers fan, so I don't like to bet on them. But, you know, minus three seems like a fair number. If, if I had to lay a field goal, I certainly like it better than minus three and a half. I would buy the point if I was taking the Packers and get that three and a half. I'm not sure if there's any early money. Yeah. So the early money is on uh, the Titans, but it's not necessarily sharp. It's just a lot of tickets hmm. on the Titans. But more tickets than sharp money. So, I don't know. Makes sense. Packers, Packers minus three seems fair to me. Like, I guess if I had to make a number on this, I probably would have been around three and a half. So, that that hook is, is it, it, it's a lot. You know, it lands on three 10% of the time. Right. Uh, so, getting that extra five. Makes sense. Last game uh, of the week, the newly crowned uh, AFC East champion Buffalo Bills at 11-3 and taking on the 6-8 and Patriots here, missing the playoffs for the first time in a long time. Uh, if you want to crown their ass, crown them. Um, but uh, Bills are now the AFC East champion, first AFC East champion that's not the Patriots since 
Chad Pennington, um, Chad Peloton, uh, and the Miami Dolphins. And uh, I think the Bills will go into Foxborough and burrow the Patriots. What do you think about that, Nick? Yeah, I think I think the same thing. We've got the uh, Bills laying seven here. So I'm going to tease them down to minus one and put them with the Browns on a six-point teaser. And I will tease them uh, seven points down to a pick them and finish off that seven-point bucks teaser. So teaser fest is done, Drew. I got three this week. Nick got three in the teaser fest. And it'll all come down to Monday night. The Bills to get it done and to clinch up the uh, AFC East. The official passing of the torch in the AFC on Monday night. It is. All right, Nick, any uh, final thoughts for week 16 of the NFL season, second to last of the regular season? Final thoughts. Uh, Well, it's a weird week. We've got football Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, four nights in a row. So make sure you uh, are real nice to your wife or significant other uh, leading up to the uh, week because I see potential for a lot of problems. See, that's a good uh, piece of advice. That's a good thought. <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas, everybody. For Nick, my name is Drew. Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. This has been the, the Atlantic City Fantasy Sports Podcast. Visit us online at acfantasysports.com for more information. Atlantic City Fantasy Sports is part of the live network. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We the second half, we, we couldn't stop the run. Every time they got the ball and went down and got points, we got our totally kicked the second half. That's what it boiled down to. I don't care who you play, whether it's a high school team, a junior college team, a college team, much less an NFL team. When you turn the ball over five times, four interceptions, one for a touchdown, three others in field position to set up touchdowns, you ain't going to beat anybody I just talked about. Anybody. We gave them the friggin' game. In my opinion, that sucked. You know, you can't turn the ball over five times like that. Holy, I don't know who the hell we think we are. Playoffs? I'm talking about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Another game. No, we, you know, I mean, we, we, we just, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. We're, we're. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let him off the hook. There's three quarterbacks in this football team. Whichever one starts, starts. Whichever ones don't, we'll back them up. Period. Cut and drive. It's nobody's concern but ours. Nobody. Next. Injury from the uh, game. Talk to the trainer. Next. Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care? Okay. You were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it.